You're listening to the Boston Greeks podcast with Adi and Flucky. They've been bringing Greek culture online since 1998, and now they're bringing you the best Greek guests Boston has to offer. So grab your kafedaki and join us. Hey everyone, welcome to the Boston Greeks podcast. I am Ari. I am here with my co-host Flucky Stamos, and we have an amazing guest today. We go way back with this guy. We had some insane times. Uh, in case you want to like check it out, just look at our Instagram from yesterday. He's in there. Totally coincidentally, by the way, but an amazing guest. He's doing amazing things. Uh, before we bring him on, let me introduce Poti. Uh, Poti, what's up, man? How you doing, Ari? I'm doing great myself, and uh, as you said, very, very excited for our guest. Not just a guest, but you mentioned as a good friend. And also, I'm thankful that some of those photos didn't make it to yesterday's gallery. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's a lot of photos I won't put up, but uh, the, the good ones go, and we definitely had a good one from our guest, and we've been chasing him for a little while. I think we've been trying to get him on the show for a yeah, while. Yeah, you know what? Nailed him down. We've been chasing because he's got a lot of great things going on in the Boston uh, scene, and um, you know, the the scene in general in Boston is is progressive, progressing. I'm sorry, and I'm glad to see that our guest is progressing with that change. And he's bringing a lot of great um, light to our Greek culture through the uh, venues of his restaurants. And I want to invite and welcome to our show, Dimitri Tsolakis. Dimitri, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you. And I was just saying earlier, a blast from the past. The three of us get together again and we're, we're all home. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's so good to... I mean, I mean, you're you're like on the scene. Uh, I'm, I I know a lot of Greeks from the Boston area and from beyond uh, see your face all the time. I haven't seen you in a long time. I actually I'm not even in Boston anymore at the moment. So it's good to see these these blasts from the past uh, faces. And you know, like we said before, we we've, we've been uh, ever since we we've seen you basically coming up and and doing amazing things. We've been trying to get you on the show. So Poti, let's uh. Where do you want to start? You want to kind of... Yeah, you know, going back to what uh, Dimitri just mentioned, like the three of us, I mean, we all have a a great history back maybe 25, 20 years ago. Don't, 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 don't. I'm sorry, I have to say it. It it, it puts things into perspective that... I'm only 20 years old. How would I have known? You know, the funny thing was back then, there were more Greek nights than Greek restaurants. (laughs) 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 So now the reverse has happened. We saw, we've seen the... um, you know, the, the, the recreation, I, sh- I want to use that word, the recreation of great Greek establishments in our Boston market and beyond Boston as well. And I think as Greek Americans grow- growing up through that time period, I think we've, it has molded and shaped us into having a desire and pride into putting together what we felt was lacking in Boston. And I think the immediately can speak uh, in that sense, because he is one of the contributors to what's happening in today's changing scene of Boston Greek restaurants. Dimitri, can we kind of get like what? So you were involved in the nightlife scene, correct? Back in the day? Yeah, when um, back in the day, you no, know, I was 18 back then going to Suffolk University and I was very involved with the, the Greek clubs there. And that kind of got me in the foot in the door to do Greek nights in, in nightlife and throughout college. Um, but then, you know, nightlife for me kind of got old quick. Uh, it was fun. You hit 21 when it become, becomes boring after that. So I kind of, you know, focused on my studies, which I always did. And I graduated from Suffolk and, and immediately, you know, while becoming an investment banker, you know, I want to make mom happy and, you know, finish yeah. school and go to school and get the diploma that our parents never got. So 
you know, I did the investment banking, but I'm like, you know what? This just isn't me. I grew up in the restaurant business hospitality and I, and I just wanted to go back into it. You know, I, I gained some experience here in Boston, made some connections and then eventually did my, my own thing. That's awesome. Okay. So, so you did investment banking, which is actually really cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it's boring if you are an investment banker, but from the outside, that's a pretty impressive uh, resume to be an investment banker. But like you said, you, you, you wanted to go back into what you knew or what your family knew. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so what was kind of like your entry um, post club, post investment banking, where did you go? What did you do? So I always wanted to kind of stay in touch with, with the restaurants. You know, I grew up in my family when I was nine years old and I started working in the restaurant. I can put the sodas like over the counter. And, and that was my first gig in my family's restaurants. But from there, you know, I did everything I was doing in front of the house. I was doing back of the house. And when I came in from school, I kind of lost all that um, because, you know, I left the parents' house. I left the, the family business and I came to Boston at, you know, 18 years old and I was kind of lost. I was like, what am I going to do here? So I ended up working at Legal Seafoods as a server uh, right when I was a freshman because I wanted to stay in touch with the whole restaurant business. And from there, they wanted to put me in the management program. I haven't even graduated college yet. Uh, and to do all that, but I, I denied it, uh, declined it back then. I, I didn't want to go that route. I really wanted to focus on my studies um, and see what I could do or what else is out there other than restaurants. Because us Greeks, you know, growing up in there, you know, it's in our blood. So I, I gave investment banking a shot. Totally loved it. My clients loved me. But again, I was just missing something and I wasn't who I, uh, who I was when I was doing that corporate world. So I knew I had to get back into restaurants, restaurant businesses. Okay, so so what was basically um, so so we have a little bit of your background. Uh, but, um, what is it that you did that was like okay, I found it. Uh, this is me. I feel complete. What what was that first entry? You know, for me, it was always the trips to Greece. It's always my family's restaurants. It was always like, you know what? You know, I want to do something Greek. So when I was in college, you know, I was doing nightlife because the hours were the easiest for me. You know, I was a promoter in, in various nightclubs and started off at Aria. Um, but from there, it really helped my career. I met some great people. Um, and I became at 23, probably the youngest GM ever. And I was the GM of Mantra. Um, in downtown. Um, wow. So I started there and it was nightlife. But what really caught my eye at Mantra was the dining side. And at that point, when I was involved with that group, it, it was kind of dying. You know, the nightlife took over the supper club idea that we see now that they're doing really well within Marielle and, and Lolita and how, and Yvonne's and how they portray it. It just wasn't done. So I really took a stab at that for Mantra did it really, really well. We had the nice balance. So I think we were kind of like the first supper club back in the day. Um, again, I was 23 back then uh, with Mantra. And I just knew from Mantra, I did not want to do nightlife, but I really wanted to do that food scene again um, mm -hmm. in the hospitality because the interaction where guests were, were such more intense and much more enjoyable. You could take them like on, a, on a culinary journey rather than, you know, having loud music and, and having, you know, people not falling over the place, but just you know, dancing around and having a good time. It was different for me, different for me. But, you know, I, I always like that because I always like to incorporate a little of the Greek culture in these, in, 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 in my, um, in my work. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Way back another lifetime ago, uh, I worked on Boylston street for a company. And I remember we, we did company events and it was with a restaurant on Newberry Street. I, for the life of me, I can't remember, but I believe it was either you or your brother that were head of this restaurant. Cafeteria. It was me. Cafeteria. Yes, yes, yes. That's it. That's Cafeteria. It. So 
when I left Mantra, I actually went over to Cafeteria and kind of rebranded that concept. I was actually there for for seven years, and I brought my brother in, you know, family business. We made it yeah, yeah, yeah. family business. Right. Uh, well, my, my sister actually worked for that company, and she brought me in. But I, I remember <laughs> she was in charge of these events, and she always used to say these great things about you. And I was like, yeah, I know him. So it, that was just like a, a little side that uh, I remember no, no. this. That was part of, part of my journey. That was after Mantra, and I went to Cafeteria on Newberry Street for about seven, eight years, rebranded that until I did my, my first, you know, concept. Uh, which was committee in the seaport, which then led into the other Greek um, avenues with Greco, Cressi, and now a new cocktail bar, Hecate, and some other things we can talk about down the road. But um, it definitely opened the door um, in the whole restaurant scene here in Boston and what I wanted to do and, and laid the foundation and my, you know, my journey where it began. So I, I knew I wanted to be in restaurants ever since I came to Boston. You know, and there was such a void of Greek restaurants. I was in college in 2001 there was one Greek restaurant and I just missed it because when I, when I started school, they closed. Um, I forgot the name of it. It's, um, theater district, Olympia, maybe, or, um, I was, it's right in the theater district. I forgot the name of it now. It was was in the same ground block that the 57 restaurant was on. Yes. The Bay Bay village. Yes. Correct. Correct. And that was, that was a a long, long running restaurant since I think the seventies and had just closed. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But again, just being, you know, in the, in the, from our culture, not seeing any Greek restaurant, it's like, okay, something has to be done. And there literally was a good 15 year void until we actually saw another Greek restaurant, you know, come back. And I, and I credit myself, my team, you know, with committee was a kind of resurgence. We opened that and all of a sudden they started, you know, sprouting all over the place, which is just amazing that the, I can't do them all. My team can't do them all. So the more the merrier, more Greeks that, you know, take the chance and, you know, want to take that route. You know, a lot of the Greeks, I think these days, you know, they made mom and dad proud by going on Wall Street and becoming financial advisors. And they just, don't want the restaurant business. You know, I think they see their family and the struggles and then, you know, the mom and dad working all the time. And then I even think the parents these days are like, kids, we don't want you to be in restaurants. Well, to your point, Dimitri, the dynamic back then was a lot different in running mm-hmm. a restaurant. It was all yeah. family, right? Well, yeah. now it's more of a operations. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you're an operator, not just the owner and bringing your wife, your kids, your yep. husband in Greece to run the restaurant, <laughs> right? So, Definitely, I think the void was there because our parents were pushing us away from the industry because they didn't want us to go through the same struggles as you mentioned. Totally agree. But, but I that, mean, I think I think right now it's on another level. Like, yeah, like the stuff you do, Dimitri, compared to like the stuff I would see like the the Greek immigrants in the seventies mm-hmm. doing, it, it, it's it's difficult work, but it's a completely different ballgame. Like the, this is. The stuff you're doing is like, like this is the, you said the parents want you to steer away from that because that was their experience. I see what you do, and I'd be like, I'd be proud if my kid was going that route. I'd be proud if my kid was in Boston Magazine here and on this feature here and on the Amazing Boston Greeks podcast. Like, I know he, I know he made it. So, so I think, I think I understand exactly what you guys are saying because I'm from that same background, but. What you guys are doing now, and Dimitri, especially with, with you know, your, your newest concepts, with all your concepts, but I'm just saying newest concept because this is what is in everybody's face right now. Like, I would love it. I would love my kid to, to, to have that level of uh, success to be able to pull something like that off by himself with a team. Mom and- is definitely proud, but... 
she is kind of the icon growing up that I, I wanted to succeed and become successful. You know, not many people know my mom's a single mother. You know, she raised three boys, my, me and my two brothers on her own. So just seeing what she went through in the family restaurants and, and the struggles is it just motivated me to like, you know what, one day I'm going to give it all back. So I could one day, you know, buy her house, move her closer up here to Boston um, and, and have her here and just enjoy um, her, her life. Um, and then in return, you know, build my team and, and work with my partners and, and, you know, start my GMs who, who are eventually going to become our partners. You know, we created this now big, uh, big group, you know, between six concepts and, and the staff and, and, you know, the team we're building and, and what we're about to do. It's, it's what's rewarding for me. It's like, I didn't want to just be that one guy who was a face, you know, on a magazine or going up to the table and say, how's your, how's your evening with us? It was just more, Hey, let me mentor the, these people. Let me get them on board. The Greek culture is what I can share. It's what I'm good at. It's what I know, um, from my upbringing, you know, and seeing, you know, uh, Americans or whatever nationality they are on our team just really embrace the Greek culture. It's so rewarding for me because it's like, okay, they may not be able to go to Greece or have that opportunity. Um, maybe with us, but just seeing how they react to it and, and, you know, the values we learned growing up and what we give back in the restaurant for us is it's just how we were brought up. You know, we're, we're Greek American and, and this is how we were brought up from our families that love that close knit. And I think in my restaurants, you know, we consider our, ourselves a little family over there. And I would have never, you know, had those values and those pillars if it wasn't for the way I was brought up. And it's so great, you know, that we can bring our culture in, in, in a lot to our guests, to our staff, to our vendors, to our marketing and to really, really everything we do. And the fact that Greece looks upon, it, you know, we get a lot of national press um, from Greece and what we're doing here. And they're just shocked and in awe. And I just think it's, it's great, you know, and, you know, I'm proud to say I'm Greek American. You know, my family was born in Greece. I was born here, but, you know, the culture is the same. The upbringing is the same and we have the same values. And it's really just nice to be able to put that now in our company core values and, and just go off this whole philoxenia thing and just say, this is who we are, you know, food, service, ambiance, you know, we can do the, all, but we just all have to understand what we're doing and how much it means uh, because the way we're pretty much brought up by our parents back in the day. So I think that's really, really important that, you know, you get this different level of, you know, feeling, you know, when you're in uh, working or eating at, at a Greek establishment. Oh, very well said. Very well said. I commend you on that, Dimitri, because, you know, you took a chance during times that not many would. And you think about it, like, why wouldn't Greek work? Why wouldn't Greek be the, yeah. be the next great thing? Did you ever have a moment in time when you were thinking about this, that you were skeptical? Like, I'm going to try this and see what happens. Not sure if it's going to work. Or did you feel confident that this is going to work no matter what? I knew it was going to work just because I knew what was missing. And I knew how growing up since nine years old, seeing the regulars I created and the people I met in my family's business for over 10 years working, you know, every position and seeing that, you know, Boston is a very cultural, diverse city. We have students from all over the world, doctors, visitors, tourists. And I'm like, they have all of this great stuff right now happening. And just where's the Greek food? And that, at this time, I think like, top chefs weren't out yet, but there was a few cooking shows and a few magazines, but Greece itself was always known, always known. People, you know, we laugh at this day, the stories they tell us about their trips to Greece. But with Boston, I knew though, I didn't want, because this was about 2015 for my first gig. I'm like, okay, times are changing. I don't want to go in and put a blue and white Aphrodite's Palace or a Greek pizza place that puts lettuce in their horiatiki. You know, I didn't want to do the typical things that people 
you know, thought of food at the time or identified, um, identified with, um, because a lot of it, some of it was false. Some of it was false. Um, so when I did committee in 2015, it was really to capture something that was not happening anywhere, but something that you see a lot now is this modern approach to Greek food. It's kind of like, okay, we grew up on pastizio. We grew up on moussaka. We grew up on baklava. People can Google things. Now. I don't think when I saw the restaurants, Google was around. Uh, people can Google things now and, and find a recipe and make it themselves. But what people don't have and what we might be lacking is the creativity. So committee was a, a creative approach to Greek food. When we opened committee, we went to something very modern. You know, it's in its seventh year now. Uh, and we wanted to, I wanted to capture pretty much the way Greeks eat, you know, how loud we are, how much, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a social, uh, social, um, social thing that we do. You know, we have to go out. It's a, it's, you right. know, the energy, the way we pass the food, we eat, we sip, we savor. It's like, it's a lot going on at the table, but it's what makes it fun. You know, and, and I wanted to really capture that. And the best way to kind of do that over food and drink is, is with Meze. And we took a risk because we were only the third restaurant in the seaport at that time. Um, and we took that risk, but it's been a success ever since. You know, and it's, it's fun. You know, committee is so much fun. They can go in there and do some um, some creative things with Greek dishes that no one pretty much can come up with. But from there, it's kind of like, you know what? I didn't grow up in this and I kind of miss my roots. I really miss my roots of having a traditional yiradiko, a yiro joint. They can go and have, you know, authentic traditional foods, um, from, from the streets of, from the streets of Greece, which is pretty much for us was gyros as our street food, you know, a good koreatiki salad, you know, tzatziki dips. Um, and then we also brought in, um, lukumades, you know, the first restaurant here to do lukumades and bring that, um, dessert that's really popular in Greece that people were just doing baklava and rice pudding. Um, so we do something a little different there. And with my business partner, Stefanos, you know, who we were friends from Greece and, and when he was here, I'm like, you know what? We we're just walking down Newbury Street and we're like, you know, we have to do something else, you know, uh, let, let's, let's try Greco. You know, we came up with the idea. We did Greco um, and Greco now it's on its fourth location. Would have been more, but COVID kind of just put a little pause on our most recent. Um, but since 2000, uh, 2017, we are now in four locations in Boston, you know, Back Bay, Seaport, downtown and, and the TD Garden. Um, and we stick to our authentic roots there and do everything authentic. We have some cool things coming up with Greco as well with some more expansion uh, to kind of um, enlarge and expand that brand. Because that's something that can be easily replicated and duplicated for us. Um, it's very consistent. And we know that it's something that's a nice intro to any market, any other city. You know, would totally appreciate and respect having a Greco. And then from there, do the one-off concepts, which is why I later came and brought up Krasi. You know, at that time, you know, again, just traveling through Greece and always trying to come up with our own, you know, uh, original ideas and not copying anyone. It's just this thing of Greek wine. You know, back in the day, we didn't drink Greek wine. And a lot of, well, we did, but it was the house wine and nothing really exciting but greeks didn't drink i mean people didn't drink greek wine because they could never read the damn label right and they're giving you a bottle of wine and you're trying to pronounce mavro and no one could say it so you know the recession happened in greece and you know i kind of think greece you know worked within the country and they're like you know what we have great products how do we get it out and they came up with this great you know this wine you know some of the best wines in the world you know, and they changed, they changed the branding, they changed the labels, and they started exporting uh, Greek wine that was much easier to read, to understand. 
And I'm like, you know, we have to do a wine bar in Boston. You know, Boston's a drinking city. They're classy. They go out. They like to have nice evenings. But also, again, you know, I, by this time, had the modern Greek uh, committee. The street food concept with the Euros are doing really well and uh, expanding. We had three by then. So I'm like, you know what? We got to do something regional because, you know, you always see regional Italian. People always label Greek food as Mediterranean, but we're not just Mediterranean because Mediterranean is also Italy, south of Spain, northern Africa, Lebanon, Israel, like all these countries just fall under that gap Mediterranean. So we always wanted to kind of like separate ourselves from Mediterranean and give Greece the category of dessert. It needs to be on its own because we are our own, you know, our own culture, our own identity. And we do a lot of things that other countries don't. We have so many PDOs, you know, a lot of the foods are only uh, made and found in Greece. So we want to really focus on something regional because unfortunately with Boston and Four Seasons, you don't get the best tomatoes in January. Right. And our biggest critics are like, why don't you have a Horiatiki salad? Because unfortunately, you know, it's three feet of snow outside and tomatoes aren't growing right now. But little that you know, Greece has amazing winter salads. Greece has amazing other dishes from Corfu, Crete, Zagrohoria, uh, anywhere, anywhere throughout with Volos, uh, Kavala. It's endless, right? Parts of Greece that we wanted to highlight, not only through wine, but through food, you know, we weren't going to be that restaurant that gives you moussaka, pastizio, and stuff that you grew up on from your grandma. Because first of all, no one can beat your grandma's recipe. You all had it and you can make it by now. But you know what? Let's take you on a trip through Greece. Let's take you to the different areas and use ingredients that you didn't even know Greece was using. You know, mm-hmm. so can I see for us was this regional approach to Greek food that no one's really done. No one's really touched upon. Um, and, you know, it's, for them, it's been a, a huge success. You know, it's it's fun, it's creative, it's a lot of research and digging around and, and menu playing. But from there, you you only don't have zucchini crisp and souvlaki. You have salaturi from Paros, you have sofrito from Corfu, you have matzata from Folegandros, like dishes that they know in Greece but were never introduced to the U.S. And I think through Gracie, we're trying to get people saying that Greek food is more than just pasito and, and, and moussaka, which is which is great, and, and the wines. You know, we have the, now have the largest wine list in the U.S. You know, we found a great wine director who's the biggest non-Greek Greek you'll ever meet. His name is Evan Turner, um, and he got, we got him from Houston. And it's just you know by going to school in Thessaloniki, Greece, he fell in love with the Greek culture and wine, and from there became a master a sommelier, and, and he's doing our wine programs at all our restaurants now. Um, but with these wines that we're drinking and that people are just falling in love with it. Because all you hear people say, and no offense to age, uh, we're not discriminating against age, but you have a couple who, in their 60s. I remember in 1980, I drank a Sirtico in Santorini. There's so much more than a Sirtico in Santorini. Greece is killing it right now with wines. They're all natural. We, we don't add sugar to them. And it's a huge education piece for people because they don't know about Greek wine. You know, and, you know, orange wines that are coming out, you know, grapes like Debina and Mukhtaro that have been around for years and years and years, you know, that nobody knows about are battling now against Chardonnays, Merlots and Pinot Noirs. You know, it's such a great thing to see when you go to your local wine shop that you now see Greek bottles of wine other than Asirtiko and Malaguzia and Ayuridiko and, and Mavrodafni, you know, church wine as it back in the day we used to call it, you know, on, on the shelves. 
And it's just great to see what Greece is doing right now. It's great that we have the ability to um, to import it. And also great to see other people in the business. I'm not an importer, but found Greeks who are importing stuff that we want that you know are selling and, and starting markets and wine shops. And it's, it's not just the restaurateurs like me. It's really everyone. Everyone who has that you know foothold in Greece and has the ability to and, and wanted to do something, we're all working together, which is so nice because I feel... You know, growing up and in a nightlife, we were always at competition with each other. It's like, oh, we want to be the best Greek. No, we want to. But now it's like, you know what? If you're Greek and, and non-Greeks do doing things, anything Greek. I go to other restaurants and I love seeing Greek ingredients and Greek wines on their menu because which means that they're enjoying it. They're really enjoying it. And, and I love that. You don't have to be Greek, you know, to 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 enjoy the food or, or cook with it or even, you know, attempt. You know, our chef... Um, our chef partner, Thodoris, is from Greece, but we brought an executive chef at Krasi, who's half Jamaican, half Italian, took him to Greece for two weeks. And we're actually going again in a couple of weeks. We always do our research trips and just fell in love with the culture and the way that he talks about the Greek culture is so different than what me and you and the three of us can tell, tell a Xen or a stranger. Right. Um, because he went, he experienced, and he fell in love with it without knowing anything about it, you know, not in the upbringing. And I think that's what we do well at Greeks is we, we, we lure people into our culture and they just fall in love with it from the food, from the people, uh, the stories, from, from pretty much everything. And, and I think our group does well with that. Um, and, you know, even the ones who are not Greek, you know, we have our team is, you know, a lot of made up of not, not Greek people, but just the fact that they fall in love with the culture and this is their career and their journey and, you know, their commitment to the company. And, and it's just so nice and rewarding to see because that's where I am in my, that's where I'm at in my age now. I'm almost going to be 40. Uh, but I love the mentoring. I love the training. I love watching, you know, someone start up as a hostess and then becoming a corporate, you know, trainer for the company. And it's just really, really nice what we can do. And, and I'm, I'm very grateful um, that I had this opportunity to do all this. And all while actually loving what I do because I do enjoy it, you know, and I love this whole education piece now. And I, you know, it's different. Things are much different. Back in the day, we didn't have TikTok. It was all word of mouth. You know, things change and just staying on top of these trends and making sure that, you know, we are uh, uh, on top of them as well, because we want to get Greek food out. We want to get Greek wine out. You know, we want to do things that are different. Hopefully other people catch on and, and do the same things. You know, we're one team, you know, we can only do so much. So I love, you know, the other restaurants and other restaurant tours and, you know, vendors and liquor reps, you know, we have the most, I think, Greek liquors now in the minute, you know, Effie from Kleos has started something really, really big and, and established herself. You know, there's other Greek vodkas out there, the Livanos group from, from New York and what they've done in, in, in importing. It's, it's, it's really a team effort because I could not do what I do if I didn't have them. I need product to sell and, you know, I need, you know, I need things to constantly, you know, keep things fresh. And it's really the help of, of everyone. And what you guys are doing as well too, by showcasing and broadcasting this, because we, you know, we're at a disadvantage, you know, we're not on these large scale Italian and other restaurants and we're a niche t- concept, but the more that Mary that I'll help out and, and spread the word, you know, it's just great to kind of see that, you know, Greeks coming together and we're all so happy now that we're representing our country rather than like, oh my God, no, we want to be the only ones and who are representing our countries. And, it, and times I've changed, and I love it for that because I don't feel competition. I just, you know, keep doing what we do and, and love seeing those other concepts and congratulating them and saying, you know, and I check out a lot of Greek restaurants here and there. 
And whenever I do my travels, you know, I always like to see what's going on in the Greek scene as well. But it's just so nice to see, you know, that we have this now this camaraderie between Greek people, the churches, the organizations, and everything going on. And and and, it, and it's really really nice. And I and I like that now. So I feel really, you know, happy with the whole Greek uh, culture and world and what's going on in the whole U.S. With, as, as Greek Americans, because we all know Greek Americans kind of got that bad rap for a long time growing up. You know, we were kind of that those Greek Americans. But I think now it's, we've showcased our talent through music, through food, through technology, and have done so much and, you know, are branded as Greeks. And I think Greece respects that and are really keeping a close watch on what we're doing here um, in the States so they can do it back home as well. You know, it's not as easy, I think, in Greece to do certain things. And I think here we have an entrepreneurship advantage. And I think it motivates Greeks back home, which I love seeing too, because, you know, again, technology and social media has brought us so much closer. And I have constant communications with, with the 70 year old man now on the farm uh, and his sons and his team and, and the cheese makers and, and Metsovo. So it's just so cool now how Greece is actually smaller than what we've always thought because we it, it's everywhere Greece is everywhere now and and it's so nice to see that and you know for us it just constantly makes us wanting to do more and bring out some cool concepts and and really spread you know the, the culture uh, amongst our staffs and, and to to our clientele I, I like very much how you 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 are saying like that you're happy as long as people doing something Greek or showcasing our culture because that's that kind of like you have to have a certain level of emotional maturity and success to be able to step back and say, I don't want to beat everybody else out. I just want to do what I love, be good at it. And I want other people to do what they love mm-hmm. and be good at it because it's just good for our culture as a whole. So a great, great way to put that. Listen, I, say, I, say, I say your next uh, step is uh, mayor of Boston. <laughs> Anybody, you guys with me? Because I think they need to pull it off. You got my vote. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. No, definitely uh, do some great things as mayor of Boston. But if I can see something Greek on every block or every neighborhood, we'll never stop on someone's territory. You know, if someone's already there and do something, great. You know, but let's work together. Let's do something really interesting for the community. We don't need to compete with each other because there's so much to go around. There's so much Greek things that you can do. You know, a gyro and a, and a wine bar are very, very different. Now, a taverna versus, uh, you know, whatever it else they might be uh, are totally different. And people think that, you know, there's only, you know, one type of Greek restaurant, which there's not. You know, in Greece, we go to Tsipuradika, we go to Tavernes, we go to so many different things and so many different uh, street food. Um, we do so many different avenues of, of Greek food, you know, home cooking versus the modern approaches. There's a lot of different areas of Greek food. Um, and we can capture that in a small city like Boston. When I came from Springfield, Mass, where I grew up in Western Mass, when I first came to Boston, you know, Rosendale for me was really nice because it was like a nice Greek community. Astoria was a highlight of mine, going to Astoria and hearing Greek on every block and all that kind of fizzled out. And, and I didn't like that. I never liked that. You know, I always would say, you know, we need to bring the Greek culture back. We need to make a better representation of our culture in, in these cities um, because it shouldn't fizzle out. Greece is not a trend. Greece does not come and go. Greece was, is, and will ever be, always be there. You know, and I don't like when they, when they put us as a trending food because we're not trending. You know, we have some of the most ancient grapes in the world for wine. Some of the most ancient techniques, the creators of democracy and everything else pretty much in the world that's Greek. But when they consider us trends, it just really upsets me because we're not, we're not a fad. 
We're not going away. We're not bell-bottom jeans. No, we're not going and coming back. We're there. I got to say, say, Nithi, I I kind of blame ourselves as well for that. I mean, I think the fact that we stepped out of the scene and we were stepped aside to actually progress, because in the 60s and 70s, there was an enormous amount of Greek restaurants. And then as, you know, we got out of it. So I think we left the gap open for for folks to think this way. Mm -hmm. And to one of your previous comments, he says, you know, why can't you have multiple Greek concepts in an, in one neighborhood? It's true because if you think about it, there why are there five Greek-owned pizzerias in the same town? Yep. So, so there's plenty of opportunities to actually allow one or many to put out plenty of concepts. And I, to your to your proven points, it would be a success. Definitely, we know we, we in Back Bay alone we have a Greco and a block away there's Karasi. You know, we're not competing with ourselves. We're just a different type and a different avenue. You want you want to go three times a week and grab a gyro salad or, or lucumadas from Greco? Do it. But you're still going to go Friday night or Saturday night. You're going to go to Crasi for a nice dinner, you mm-hmm. know, instead of the patio. You know, and now, you know, we just opened, um, this was supposed to open with Crasi in 2020. We just opened a cocktail bar in the basement of Crasi called Hecate. You know, yes. goddess of the underworld, you know, craftsmanship. You know, we have a great beverage directing, a beverage directors on that team who, who focus on the craft of cocktail making. And we opened this 24 intimate, you know, cocktail bar and it's just, you know, really really great vibes great atmosphere and, and this respect to the cocktail but again there's a greek name for you it doesn't have to have just greek liqueurs inside but again it's from a team of greek people because in greece we have some of the best cocktail bars right now with clumsies baba rum baro negro there's such a good cocktail world in greece that's not represented here you know so i'm happy that we were able to do that it was always supposed to be part of the plan then covid happened uh, and we just delayed it just a little because it had to make sure that we we're able to open safely and people to enjoy it you know with that and you know it's just another avenue of you know some sort of greek you know avenue that we're, they're doing in greece and, and i think it's nice that we have these greek brands uh here here in the states and, and believe it or not boston is really on the map with everything going on in the greek world between the restaurants you know the liquors coming in the the importers of food um, there's really some great people in this city um, who are doing great things. And not only with the food, but through education at Harvard, MIT, you know, all these things, um, the medical field, you know, Boston has a great representation of, of the Greek culture and Greek people and everything that's going on, which is it's a great city to start I, to your, our base to. You know, to your point, I'd like to add the fact that, you know, you know, the Museum of Fine Arts is actually one of the chairs is funded by one of, yeah. one of our close friends, right? That's yeah. a huge thing for us in our culture. Um, the Museum of Science, until recently, their director was, was Greek as well. Um, but yeah, there's, it's more than just, you know, our food culture and our wine culture. It's also our culture in general in education, yep. medical, finance, and so forth. And, and, and going to Celtics and seeing Greek night now is amazing. You know, these things are great Greek events. You don't have to go to a club and have music and bars, this and that, you know, and, and you know, do, to have a good time with Greek culture. It's just great or, that you see it anywhere. What about this, Dimitri? I think, and is it next or this coming month, next month, 20th. the 20th, Greek Heritage Night at Fenway Park? I mean, yes. what other culture does that? Exactly, exactly. We're still doing the Paralasi. We're still doing Greek events, this and that, you know, and, and I think we can always do more. You know, the Proxenio being right here, and they're great. We just got a flight back, a nonstop flight Delta. So good job to, oh, yeah. to that. You know, it's awesome. flights myself. It's uh, awesome. It's awesome. I, al- I also want to say to, to you and your team's credit, uh, Dimitri, you know, you guys are doing really cool things. You guys are doing things that people are talking about. 
I don't care if I see you in the magazines and, and all these things because that, that's great and that's a great strategy. But I'm a tech guy. I'm a, I'm a web guy from old days. So every time I open my phone, I cannot not see committee with all the popular cool girls doing like all these things. And, and Krasi, I'm at Krasi right now. Like that's not marketing that like you could like, you know, strategize about. You just have to do something really good in order to get that kind of organic viral like thing. And you guys have that a hundred percent. And every time I see it, I'm like, they are doing a good job because this is more than like, you know, a big Greek restaurants opening and, and news is covering it. This is like actual Greeks from actual all walks of life actually going there and actually liking it and posting about it. So as the web guy, I'm like, they're doing, they're doing a great job on that. That's what motivates us to keep doing it too. It's just because, you know, we just see everyone loving and enjoying Greek food um, the way they should, you know, rather than just getting the bad raps from the pizza places, which, you know, it's a time was great for them. But again, we, we had to change the image of the blue and white and my big fat Greek wedding, although it was a great movie <laughs> and it really made it a little, you know, fun with the culture and brought it in. It just represented the food scene a little differently because um, it's not how it, it, it yeah. is always. So it's just great to have that funny side of it, the comical side, but also let's get serious in the kitchen because Greek food is serious. You know, Michelin star restaurants now, um, the wireless, you know, you have a great, great concepts and in pretty much every major city now with, with Greeks behind it, which is, is nice to see. It is. It is. It's amazing to see. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, there may be no answer. They, you might have an answer. Uh, anything you could share with uh, the Boston Greek audience on future plans? Or is that any under wraps? He's smiling. Any teas? No, it's, uh, it's a great question um, because during the two years of COVID where we kind of just took a break from everything, we used that time, you know, to further build our team, to really discuss where do you, each of you want to be in the company? Where do you, each of you want to see yourselves or what else can we do? You know, I can tell you it's probably going to be our busiest year with announcements of new projects, of expansion, of growth. Um, you should see a couple new concepts in the, within the city um, and beyond uh, Greek concepts, not to compete or duplicate. My biggest thing is I always want to do one-of-a-kind things, original concepts. I don't want to put three crassies in the city. I don't want to put two committees. Greco's, yes, expand them because it's much more approachable and easy. But when we do these concepts, they, they have to be original, unique, and, and you know, for that specific uh, uh, area. So we do have a couple other concepts, um, you know, that will launched at the end of the year and, and, and next year, um, all while expanding Greco. So it's going to be a busy year for us. And it's an exciting year for us and the team, uh, for all of us. So you, you'll, you'll hear it and so, see some good so things. That means we need to bring you back on. I yeah, so my can... team, there's, my, it's not just me. I have this whole... Well, team. you know what? Yeah, let, let's... let's yeah, we should do a series and, and bring you on with... Uh different team members to talk about different you know, culinary directors, wine directors, creative development, uh, operations. You know, our team has been since the beginning and, and it's nice that we're just a little family now and you no, know, a big family now. Uh, and these are our babies, you know, we're having these kids, these other concepts. And, and it's fun because again, I see the growth with everyone and the ability to take a hostess and watch them move up or a dishwasher and watch them move up. It's, it's so rewarding for me. That, that's what I want to do. I don't want to just open, you know, we're a very humble group and we don't do it just for, you know, say we have restaurants. It's literally to see what the teams are doing in these spaces. We just create them. We create them. We monitor them and say, here, 
Go for it. Have fun. It's your baby now. You plant the seeds. You yes, plant. yes. And it's so nice. And I, it's going to be a busy year. And you'll you'll hear about everything soon. You know, my oh. thing, I don't like announcing things before. You know, no, there, no, no. Some, things, some things are official, but we got to create a little hype. We're going to have a couple concepts coming up very soon. And really fun well, and means, different from what we're doing. That means our well, audience has to stay tuned. Yes, definitely. We're going to be up with teasers. When you announce your... Uh, uh, Mayor run. I'm in the campaign. I'm in the campaign. I'm saying now. Let's do it. We need a Greek mayor in Boston. Right? I I mean, I think, I think if there's, uh, there's a lot of talented Greeks, but, uh, after hearing you speak, uh, I'm sold that you're the guy. (laughs) Yeah. No, I enjoyed it. This was great. This is, this is very inspiring. I think for those that probably are in the, in the industry, uh, who are just getting going and they listen to you, I think you probably have given that push to keep going. Uh, we love it. And that's what we try to do now. Like the piece in our company is like, we want to give back and motivate. We just had an amazing event with the Hope Group and, and seeing kids come in and, and just wanting, you know, the future and, and asking questions about how to become a chef and how to do this. And that's what we, we need to do more of is, is the giving back. You know, we were given so much and so fortunate to have these opportunities. So one of our goals now as a group is the giving back piece. And what can we do uh, to give back as much as possible to Greek and non-Greek organizations? But I think anytime we can do that, it just it just feels good. And it's just right. And we, and we have to spend more time uh, doing that. Bravo, Dimitri. Bravo. I, 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 love, I love this interview because yeah. I, I love talented, uh, like, just good. You, you, you could tell that this comes from the heart, and that's important. And, and you know, everything you're doing, everything you, you earned, everything you worked towards uh, coming to life and, and the success that that brings and the fact that you recognize it and then you, you talk about others and then you talk about giving back. These are all things that make us very happy. These are all things that I love to see in others. And, and you're the epitome. You, you epitomize Thank that you. for me. Thank, so you. We, Thank you to you both, too, for doing this and spreading. We need people to spread. I stay quiet most of the time. You know, I, you know I'm not that person who just goes out and says, I wish I had more the ability. But you guys are putting it, you know, across well, you know, it's a, it's a, borders. It's a team effort. We need like I said, Yeah, yeah, definitely. We need, oh, a to allow we need, we need, we need amazing Greeks to do the things that you do. We'll, we'll do whatever we do and everybody together for, for a, a yes. powerful Greek culture. I like it. I like it. Dimitri, I want to thank you so much for, for taking the time. Uh, I don't think this is the last time because we got to bring you back. You bring anybody you want with you. Let's uh-huh. get some updates. When things can be a little more released, I want you to come back and tell us. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I, I'm sure Fluffy mm-hmm. feels the same. This was awesome. I'm glad we we, uh, we we finally nailed you down to do this. And um, we want to thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you both, too, as well. Thank you. Thank and we you. want to thank everybody out there for watching and listening. Dimitri Solakis, we're going to have all the links to the 8,000 things that he does, and he does awesome. Uh, stay tuned for more with Dimitri. Stay tuned for more with our podcast. And we want to thank everybody out there. Thank you. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.